up, witches? I'm Taylor. And I'm Amber. And this is Waking Waking Up up the Witch. Witch. We're your neighborhood witches, and each week we get together and talk about all things witchy. We're two curious ladies trying to understand the human experience, but while we do that, we think it's important to honor the people that lived here before us and honor the cultures and traditions that we're being inspired by. This podcast is about waking up the witch, which means we are learning and growing every day. That being said, we're always open to feedback on how we can do better. Now, let's go, ghouls. <laughs> Hi, Amber. Hi, Taylor. How you doing? I'm so excited right now. I... For so many reasons. I mean, our interview just now is really great and something uh, that you fucking manifested and brought into the forefront of our life. It's just as good as I thought it was. <laughs> it was so wonderful. She's so cool. She's so cool. And now we're friends. <laughs> yes. Finally. Exactly what you wanted. <laughs> um, my sister and her little family just got in town this morning they're going to be here for the whole week for Thanksgiving, and I'm so jazzed and excited just to spend time with them and that they made it here and that I get to show them Oregon. And her husband's already in love and is, like, ready to move out here. So Come on with it. Heck yeah. I'm, so I'm excited for that, too. How are you? Fucking tight. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like I have... <laughs> Like, jumped timelines or something. It's like everything that I've been calling in is all just dumping in my lap in one week. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, let's, let's just talk about all the magic that has happened literally in a week for you. Thursday, I made the most money that I've ever made in a day at work. Friday, I signed the lease to my own salon. <laughs> so excited. What the fuck? <laughs> Um, yesterday I taught my first class on curly hair, my techniques, my detox service, the way I hold the consultation with my client experience. It's been a long time coming. So fucking good. So fucking proud of you. And yeah, I went out last night. I met some like fascinating people. Um, and then today I got to interview Holly and I'm just like, show me how good it gets. Yes. I also might go sell my car today and I'm like manifesting that they give me more than I paid for it. I can't wait for that too. So. I mean, it's been the best week ever for you already. So why not? Come on. What else is going to happen? Sell your fucking car for all the money. <laughs> um, everything's fucking great. I'm stoked. Life is good. That's about it. My feeling. salon is going to be called Electric Soul Hair Company, and it is mm. located in Grants Pass. It is going to be fucking awesome. I'm going to add healing services on to, um, like my detox service. So in the bowl, you can get energy work. Um, I can't wait for that. Eventually, like- <laughs> I'll start doing like card readings and stuff while people process and be a whole vibe. I'm so excited for that. I'm excited for you to one step into that new energy and that new vibe and this 
this tailor that you've been cultivating and creating, it's going to be so vibrant for you and for the community and the people who find you. And then I'm also excited to receive that because who she, yeah, it's amazing. Let's fuck around and find well, out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like what I just said to you was like, Whenever you remove fear from the equation, like, wild shit starts happening. (laughs) I think, I don't think I'm afraid of anything right now. That's a wild feeling. Bring it on. I don't give a fuck. Let's go. So good. I'm a little nervous (laughs) (laughs) about telling um, the owner of my salon right after this, but I know she'll receive it well, and I know that the nerves are just me um like i'll miss it and i am very appreciative and grateful and all that stuff yeah we've been there for um, so long yeah it's the longest i've ever been in a place but um some chapters have to end so new ones can start and this is just what that looks like yeah i can't um grow in the ways that i need to and the same space so. it's time to change it is time to grow it's happening i don't think we have too much to cover we really want to get into this episode so that you guys can enjoy all the juiciness that is holly and her lovely fucking self um and i think we'll just get to it yeah i hope that you guys love it and just find like a new appreciation for alternative healing I am, like, going to get off of this and go figure out where to go get acupuncture locally. <laughs> I love that we did this right after um, talking about Ayurveda. Yeah. I didn't really realize that when we booked it. They definitely, like, go hand in hand. And I'm just feeling really inspired to incorporate more natural healing. It's something I've always really loved and have been passionate about. And uh, speaking to both of these incredible healers, it just... Mm-hmm. Makes me more excited to take care of myself in this deeper way and learn more about my own body and my own energies and how I can just become more balanced and in harmony in myself. Yeah, I think this is your sign, not just yours, but talking to you, people. (laughs) I think this is your sign to go do that thing that you're curious about, this whatever kind of healing modality. Mm -hmm. Get a massage, go to acupuncture, Eat some fucking vegetables, whatever. Do <laughs> do something new. Yeah, definitely practicing self care. I feel like we're yeah. vibing high on that right now. With, but try something with different. our guests, and especially going into the holiday season, we're recording Truth. this uh, just a few days before Thanksgiving, and you know, all the other holidays are coming up right around the corner. Is Thanksgiving this week. It's this week, boo. <laughs> <laughs> What the shit's gonna move so fast right now and it's hard to breathe sometimes during this time of year and so making sure that you were doing your self-care and like grounding yourself and returning your energy back to yourself is going to be so vital over the next month and a half easy to put aside some of your like self-care things when you get really busy but that's when they're the most important totally and i'm speaking to myself (laughs) like i've not done shit for myself lately (laughs) i really need Mm -hmm. to so i'll go to the gym today that will be wonderful (laughs) i'm gonna go spend time with family and that'll be good for my soul so yeah, that's healing. Yeah. My favorite family member ever is in my house right now. That's so exciting. With all her little tiny humans. 
<laughs> mm. They're so cute. I'm sure I'm going to want to pull their heads off in like four hours. Yeah. But <laughs> it's all a part of it. <laughs> but they're wonderful and just like are helping me to connect into my inner child too. So that's going to be fun. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So enjoy this episode with our lovely guest, Holly. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Waking Up the Witch. And send us your emails at wakingupthewitch at gmail.com. And also don't forget to like, review, subscribe mm-hmm. on all the podcasty things wherever you're listening to this. Uh, we are at that point where we really need to help others discover our content because, oh, wait. Yeah. Speaking of. <laughs> Oh, my fucking God, how did we, like, just breeze past this? (laughs) I forgot. And I didn't forget. (laughs) So, okay, but for real, go, like, give us the five stars or whatever and let people know about us because we really want to have others find us. We love fucking doing this so much each week, and um, if you're loving it, Share with a friend and tell the podcast app that you're loving it too. Um, so now the magic thing, real quick before we go, Taylor. Um, one of my girlfriends was in the. First of all, if you work at Elder Apothecary, who the fuck are you? Raise your hand, please. <laughs> it's literally one of my most favorite spots um, in Southern Oregon. <laughs> we, one of my friends, texted me yesterday. What's up, Allie? And she was like, "I'm in Elder Apothecary," and somebody just turned off the music and turned on "Waking Up the Witch." And I said, "Is that a song?" And she was like, <laughs> "No, your fucking podcast." I'm like, "What do you mean? What do you mean?" And she was like, "Your podcast is on in this store." And I said. Well, now I'm crying, so. Yeah, it was pretty awesome because Taylor and I spent, like, all of 30 minutes together yesterday briefly, and she happened to get the text when we were together, and we both were just like, uh, 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 what? And it's just so very exciting. So whoever you are working at Elder Apothecary, thank you. People are listening. Also, that place is literally the most amazing place in Southern Oregon. Their elixirs are so freaking delicious. And I have their, uh, the flower essences. I have a couple of those at home. They're so lovely to include in your water. If you live in Southern Oregon, please go to Elder Apothecary. This place is phenomenal and beautiful. And I love it. So, anyways, thank you. Enjoy the show. Enjoy. So let's just begin by getting comfortable, closing your eyes if you feel called to, and start with three deep breaths to connect our energy. Breathing in and release. Breathing in again and release. And one last breath, the biggest breath you've had all day. And release. I'd like to begin by calling in our higher selves, our spirit team, our guides, our ancestors, and our angels to join us here today for another opportunity to connect 
and heal a little deeper. Thank you for being with us always and surrounding us in love and protection, guiding us. We're so grateful to be on this path to connect with each other and other magical beings on this earth, sharing in our knowledge and our love for life and our spiritual growth, helping others to feel more seen in the world. Please allow for whatever is meant for the highest good and the highest light for all involved today to come through. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Holly. Hello. I am so freaking excited right now. Taylor literally manifested this <laughs> on our first recording. She was like, this woman exactly who healed me and saved me and changed my life. And uh, I'm going to find her and we're going to do this. And she's going to be on our podcast. Okay. So if you hear, if you're listening, you're going to be on here and here we are. The days come. Oh and God. it's kind of creepy because I was Googling <laughs> you and found your phone number. And then well, I said, is this Holly? And you said, yeah, who did? <laughs> so welcome, Holly. Tell everyone who you are and what you do. And thanks for joining us on this special occasion. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Holly. And I practice Chinese medicine, acupuncture, Chinese herbal medicine, and um, East Asian body work. I live in Portland. And I work at a little clinic with some chiropractors and massage therapists. Um, I've been practicing for about five years now. And um, it's definitely something I'm really passionate about, something I really love. And I've had a lot of different um, manifestations of how I've practiced, which has been a big journey for myself and figuring out um, what I like to do, what I'm good at, and um, just discovering as I move forward what, um, how I want to practice this medicine and like what feels the best with this medicine because there's a lot of different ways to practice. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about what I do. And uh, yeah. I can't believe you've only been doing this for five years. I thought when I met you, you'd been doing it for a very long time. You're a very powerful human. Oh, your thank skills. you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, and Southern Oregon bit. was oh, a sorry. little stint. I had like a very, um, yeah, it was like a year, almost just about a year in Southern Oregon. So that was oh, an wow. interesting time too that I met you and um, started practicing there. And I mean, quick, I was like the thick of periods. COVID. So that was just like everything was so intense. And super weird, and I just feel like the energy of everything was just chaos and heaviness and just a weird time. <clears throat> it was also right after the fire. Like, I, I moved there, mm. and then within two weeks, the fires happened and um, had to evacuate and all that. So that was, like, my intro to Southern oh, Oregon. Oh, God. Welcome. And, <laughs> and then, Devastating. Um, practicing through so much grief uh mm -hmm. with people losing their houses and um covid and uncertainty um 
moving somewhere more rural and like having a different demographic, treating a different demographic of people that uh, didn't have a lot of resources or treated me a little bit like primary care. Um, everything was really heavy and I grew so a lot, like a lot, a lot mm. in my one year there. <laughs> wow. so, How did yeah. you, what brought you to Southern Oregon? Um, I was not working that much because of COVID in Portland. And also it was just kind of like a hustle regardless of the pandemic, um, before, and I saw a job opportunity in Medford and I applied and got the job and it was a really good job. It was like, you know, all the things salaried and benefits. And I wanted to kind of get out of Portland at that time because, um, the protests were pretty crazy mm -hmm. and, I, and COVID and all that stuff. And I just wanted to live somewhere like a little bit more quiet and a little more country. Um, yeah. and then, you know, I went through a breakup, um, down there moved there with my partner of six years and we broke up oh, wow. and then I was just kind of isolated in Southern Oregon I didn't really know anyone um and I just felt like I needed to go back to where my community is which is here in Portland and that's kind of why wow. it all happened so fast so you know something we've talked about with a lot of guests is just like how these really challenging difficult times literally catapult you into greatness like growth. into yeah like it's it's a fast track to growth and it um it sounds like you moved here to kind of get this crazy healing intense medicine from southern oregon <laughs> to kind of i don't know hopefully get you to jump timelines <laughs> into mm -hmm. a, a greater purpose greater passion mm -hmm. greater path yeah for sure so, i see that now and yeah, I'm on the other end of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can and never see it while you're in it. <laughs> you're like, fuck this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do yeah. think that, like, where I'm at now, I might be able to have more gratitude for it in the moment, but not in the past. No. It's just like, fuck the world right yeah. now. It's heavy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um. So... I'm sure we'll get more into that, but we here on Waking Up the Witch really love to just kind of hear everyone's origin story of waking up spiritually, whatever that means to you, whether or not you identify as a witch. Um, but she's a witch. <laughs> but <laughs> Taylor says you're a witch, so if you want to own that, you can. <laughs> um, but we would love to hear like your your story of um, you know waking up and and finding your own spirituality, whatever that means to you, what that looks like for you. And yeah, everything I can't wait that's to know brought you, you here today. <laughs> Tell me all the um, things. Awesome. Yes. Am I allowed to say that it maybe started with drugs? Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. I think, I think a lot of here. people have that same exact realization. Um, I mean... It was earlier than that. I was actually like meditating on this yesterday morning and kind of thinking about it. And one of the things um, that came to me was like middle school. I think it was around middle school, probably like, or a little earlier than that, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. Um, I was always like, I grew up in a very um, like Christian family, or at least my mother is like very Christian. And, um, just like not feeling like I ever fit in 
with that and always being really attracted to like the dark side and the macabre and mm-hmm. like I don't know like where that came from but even as like young as elementary school um I was like renting horror movies all the time and my mom would yes. let me watch them Same. Um, yes, me too. <laughs> and so you know it just kind of like I was just a little I was just a little dark. I was just, like, attracted to those kinds of stories and the shadow work, I guess. I don't know. Just, like, thrillers and all that. And, like, in fifth grade, a very specific memory, um, there was this movie. I I don't know what it was called. Maybe it was called, like, Demon Gate or something like that. It was really silly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, not that, not, not to really, like, witches to evil or anything like that, right? But, um... Yeah, in fifth grade, I was friends with this guy, Justin, and we were both pretty, like, dark weirdos. And the other girls were playing unicorns. I remember that really specifically. Like, do, do you want to play unicorns with us? And I was like, no. And <laughs> I, went, I went into the field with Justin because there's, like, a field outside the playground at our school. And we had both watched this horror movie and we were both obsessed with it. And we made a game out of searching for like the demon gate. And we were like trying to open portals to hell. (laughs) I don't know, like, you know, maybe it kind of started there with my. Amazing. forward a couple of years I think I was maybe in sixth grade seventh grade um and I was like I don't know what I just started wanting to like read palms and um be like be a psychic and I was telling I started telling my friends I was psychic and so I remember like holding hands with my friends and just like intuiting stuff and like at the time I felt like I was a little I was just like making it up, but also I feel like I was just, I was just saying whatever came out and like, apparently a lot of it was right. I don't remember any yeah, details. That's channeling. That's how you channel, yeah. <laughs> and I, you I little kind witch. of got a reputation. Yeah. Kind of got a reputation with my friends that, um, <laughs> I was able to do that. And I was kind of surprised that they were like saying that some of the stuff I was saying was right. And I was friends with these two girls, Jelana and Precious, um, and they're from New Orleans. And uh, their mom came up to me after school one day and took me aside. And she held my hand. And she was like, and it terrified me. She was like, you know, I'm able to do that stuff too. I'm also psychic. And she was like, you have a gift. <laughs> oh, like, oh, my, my nipples God. are so hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> so many chills. chills. Yeah. Wow. Um, amazing. That was not how I thought that story was going to go. <laughs> and then I did. She said New Orleans. I'm like, this lady. Well, yeah. And I grew up, I mean, they're a black family. I grew up in a very white, you know, like white liberal and Christian kind of mix um, in Bellingham. Not in Boston Seattle? Head. Oh, Bellingham. Bellingham. Okay. And uh, Jelana and Precious's mom, their family had like a dried bat stapled above their door. Tight. And <laughs> hell yeah. I was just like, you know, just uh yeah, that was the real deal. And it it was cool and it was also terrifying to like 
yeah. just be like, oh, this this is real. So different, um, like, than what you were used to, I'm sure. Yeah, entirely. So there, I think it all kind of, <laughs> that's probably a little bit of the origin story for me. Just thinking Amazing. back to, the, to those moments. Yeah. Um, identify as, like, a psychic medium or intuitive person? No, I do not. Okay. Um, I think that through, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my, uh, maybe like in, intuition, I honed my intuition through a lot of traveling. I did a lot of like hitchhiking, solo hitchhiking when I was in my twenties. Um, just like constant traveling, hitchhiking, do, like doing crazy stuff, really impulsive things. And I got a real sense of like people and just how sensitive I am to energies Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of anxiety, a lot of just like, uh, and poor boundaries and all that. Yeah. And I learned a lot of, I learned, you know, how to have better boundaries through going to school for Chinese medicine and then just treating people daily and how important it is. Um, And then I kind of, I think had to make a decision or did make a decision that I didn't want to actually pick up on a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. And yeah. uh, I just decided to kind of like shut it down in a certain way, in that way. Like I don't, uh, yeah, I didn't want all that information. Yeah, yeah it's a lot for sure. Especially it as like a sensitive yeah. person. And like I, as an empath, you're just always sponging up all the other energies when you don't know how to protect yourself and protect your energy. Yeah. Yeah. So how did that lead you? Um, just keep telling me about you. <laughs> how did yeah. that lead you? Let's into go back to drugs. The drug portal. What happened there? <laughs> that was also like ridiculously early when I think about it like sixth or seventh grade, like 13 years old doing acid um, with my best friend, who's still my best friend to this day. So it's been, it's like a 26 year relationship, Claire. And I mean, and yeah, you know, I I definitely have to thank Claire for opening me up to a lot of cool shit in my life too. Cause I remember walking into class in sixth grade and I'm wearing this like crop, top little sweater that says love on it and like there's this girl in the corner who's got a green day dookie shirt on and a like <laughs> collar like, <laughs> like choker. so 90s <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like who is this amazing person um you know and she was into all of the fringe stuff she was like way ahead of her time and Fun. which also meant doing drugs together Mm -hmm. and so yeah we just doing acid um and opening up to that world and seeing what's out there um with psychedelics for sure and that I think that's the thing that kind of like definitely made me not a Christian anymore I never really was but just being like, oh, no. See behind all the bullshit you've been told. See behind all the bullshit. Yep. <laughs> Opening up to that truth. Nothing's that real. <laughs> <laughs> We're all one. Nothing's real. It's uh, kind of wild, the space of, like, 
being young and doing psychedelics because you're still so open to things and not just like um, jaded by the world. So you can almost see things from this like super magical space. Mm-hmm. Not encouraging children to do drugs, but I'm just saying it's kind of fucking crazy <laughs> when you think about it. And yeah, um, I don't feel the same way when I do psychedelics now that I did when I was doing them in like high school or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, same. I don't. I don't really want to have those like super journey flying through the universe experiences anymore. No. Um, I think I had a lot of them and I'm I'm feeling pretty good at this point where, you know, what it opened me up to. But I definitely, I mean, that shaped, uh, it also like opened up a lot of my creativity and um, that Mm -hmm. side of me too. So it was very important at that time. Amazing. And then how'd you get into Chinese medicine? I think it was always going to be medicine for me. I was, um, one of my first jobs was caregiving, uh, when I was like 18, I lived in Alaska and I worked Mm -hmm. with, um, a lot of adults with disabilities and like fetal alcohol syndrome and things like that. Um, like really rural area and, um, yeah, so it was just a lot of, it was just a lot of like in-home caregiving and things like that, which kind of led me to think that I was going to go into nursing. Um, and then I started doing all the education for nursing and, um, and then I ended up getting like an injury and going and getting acupuncture and just completely flipping and being like, Nope, I want to study acupuncture. This is amazing. Cause it was such a powerful first visit that I had. Like, um, it helped Acupuncture is so amazing. It's incredible. And I think the first visit, yeah, like the first visit I was just shocked at um, how well it worked. But also mm-hmm. I just remember getting, you know, some needles in my head and some needles in my ears and not just for the knee, not just for the knee injury I was coming in for. And then going back to class um, and sitting there and feeling completely nauseated, like I was going to throw up mm-hmm. and dizzy. And that actually was like, whoa, what, what just happened to me? What did she do? She just put needles in my body and I feel like this. Like it didn't scare me away. I was like, this is powerful. Mm-hmm. And I went back and she was like, yeah, that can happen on the first visit. Um, we're just moving a bunch of energy and it's been sitting there for a really long time. So you're feeling it. And I was like, this is, this is awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Where'd you go to school? And then, yeah, I, I um, ended up switching over and like deciding 100% I wanted to go to acupuncture school researching acupuncture schools I almost went to school in Hawaii mm-hmm. and then that didn't work out and it ended up like last minute making a decision um to go to go to Portland and study in Portland is there a big um school there or like community of that yeah there is there's OCOM is the school I went to Oregon College of Oriental Medicine and then there's also NUNM, um, and that one is like a dual, or they have a few programs. They have like nutrition, naturopathic, and Chinese medicine. And um, OCOM, where I went, is just specifically Chinese medicine, and it's four years, year-round school. So it was really intense. Wow. And it's basically the equivalent of a doctorate 
they changed the program right after I graduated to become a doctorate program. Um, they called it a master's. It was a master's at the time, and now it's a doctorate, So, which is more in line with the amount of education and like the rigorous shit you got to go through with that program. Um, it was I mean, not yeah, easy. I mean, I you're a it's, doctor. it's probably like one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, like all the memorization and dedication and all of that. It was just so hard. And it was, um, for acupuncture, I did two years of massage and I did, um, also Chinese herbal medicine. So mm -hmm. yeah. do all acupuncturists know the herbal medicine part? No, not, not all schools offer that. I didn't think um, so. our school is like one of the big ones that offers like a really in-depth education in Chinese herbal medicine. That for me was wild. Um, kind of same for you. I came into you after a car accident. Um, but then you're like, okay, tell me also about like your periods and like all your other, like your skin stuff. And then you're like, all right, just put these herbs on your tongue like every day <laughs> and just everything went away. Like my periods were normal for the first time in my whole entire life. And then my eczema, like, started disappearing, and I was like, yo, this lady's a witch. What did she just give me? <laughs> and then I just was like, I, I don't know. I've been to tons of fucking doctors for so many different things, and nobody was ever able to do that. And that's not even why I was there. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, for oh, Curtis, you were like, um, do you sweat at night? And he was like, yeah. And you're like, okay, take this. And I was like, you need to go back and see Holly. You're like too hot to get away from me <laughs> um but i'd never i'd even been to an acupuncturist before and never knew i don't know never had any of that experience or the herbs i love the herbs they're just really hard to work into practice on a daily basis and to get people to take them and to yeah. educate people about them i was doing a lot of herbs um when I was seeing you at that clinic mm -hmm. and I was really, really into herbs and I spent all this money and like built a pharmacy up and everything like that. And now I'm not, I'm only doing herbs here and there. Um, okay. it's a lot, it's a lot. And it makes me sad. I wish I had a little bit more access. Um, or people were coming in more specifically for something like that. But a lot of the time now it's just a lot of pain. I treat a lot of pain. So if somebody wanted to like consult with you virtually and like receive herbs from you, is that something that you could do or you were interested in? Yeah, definitely. They have to just be in Oregon. They have to, I can't do outside of the state. Okay. But Hell yeah. Yeah. That is something that can happen for sure. Um, are you um, in a private practice now? Or are you still like a bigger company? Um, it's a small clinic. It's not okay. a big company. It's just... Uh, I, I landed like one of the best jobs I've ever had when I got oh, back. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, it was definitely when I first got back, um, I took a job with a company that was actually pretty big. Um, and that didn't work out. It was like, I, I think I lasted like two or three months or something like that. That crashed and burned. Um, <laughs> but that then led me to take a chance and jump into something else, um, with this, this small little clinic and they've been amazing. It's just been so good. I never really, like, I, I've always felt weird about being like my, 
the people I work with are like family because you know that can be like really weird but it it's just so comfortable and I love my bosses like we're friends we're on the Mm -hmm. same page I'm treated with so much respect like yeah it really worked out it's amazing that's amazing yeah good for you yeah um, is there yeah. anything else that you want to add to your story before we jump into like some questions? Um, yeah, I mean, there's just like so much that I've done in my life. Um, car alarm going on. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> We're all real it's people in the real world. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really like, the podcast world just has to deal with it sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I think there's a lot to add. I don't quite know what to say as far as that. Cause I've just like done so much stuff in my life. That's like led me to this, you know, just like a ton of travel and getting to know people and, um, honing my intuition through lots of experience, um, to just be able to like work with people on a real level now. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Well, where's your favorite place yeah. that you've traveled? Um, or like top probably, three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did a lot of travel through Central America. Um, Amazing. I think, pro- well, probably one of the biggest ones was um, so right before I went to acupuncture school, I went to China because I wanted to like experience I was wondering that Chinese medicine. And, um, I did, I got acupuncture there. It was amazing. I like worked with a woman for a little while and I traveled around China with a friend and I traveled around China by myself. Um, and I ended up going into Mongolia too, um, and going around there and kind of experiencing like all of those cultures and, and also with the intention of, um, experiencing like the medicine in those areas and seeing how people practice medicine in those areas. China was cool because it's very integrated. They have these like really well-developed hospital systems. That's, you know, like modern medicine and all that. And at the same time, they have these huge herbal medicinaries and pharmacies inside the hospital. And they're also prescribing Mm, just like massive amounts of um, herbal medicine. And so it's very integrated. I was super impressed by that. Um, I wish that existed here. That's what I want. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll get there. Yeah. Um, Fingers crossed. The forces that be kind of want to keep that not happening, but yeah. <laughs> got to keep fighting for that. Um, but yeah, I went to China as a trip because it's really smoggy, like everywhere you go, no matter, no matter where you go. Like I took trains east to west and it was just a, kind of a, either like a dense or a light smog anywhere you're in the country or in the city it's all kind of the same worse in the cities and then I went and traveled up into the Tibetan plateau and once I got high enough in Kanding um which is like the western part um of China like towards Tibet but you can't really get into Tibet because you have to do this whole visa process and it's really complicated and stuff but kind of like outside it kind of alters it's Tibetan culture it is Tibet um the air was finally clean and it was super magical and it was really beautiful and I traveled a bunch around there um and I did some hitchhiking and I ended up in like these really small villages and um 
one family that I met while I was just kind of like walking through this valley. It was just like this really beautiful valley. And there was like a bunch of yurts everywhere. And this family I met, um, we were just like miming to each other. Couldn't speak the languages of each other. And they were like miming. They had these pickaxes and they were like miming to go up into these hills. They're like, do you want to come? And I was like, yeah. Wow. And so we do this like really big hike up into this hill. And they're on their hands and knees and they're like picking at the ground and digging out these things. And they're like trying to show me um, that's what we're looking for. And I'm like, I have no idea what this is. And I just pretend to keep looking and I'm like, I'm never going to find what we're looking for. I don't know what this is. (laughs) Tiny little things. Um, And they end up getting like a bunch of them and uh, put it in their basket. And then we hike down and like, I kind of say goodbye and thank them. And I go back into um, the town, into the village. And there's like all of these people cleaning whatever it was we just looked for with these tiny little wire brushes um, and everybody's just like sitting on stoops and cleaning these things. And, and then I end up going into some, like I leave that place. I end up going into, um, like this little weird little store in the middle of nowhere. And there's like a group of men and they all like pull out little like cartridges, little packages of the stuff that I just also looked for in the Hills. And they're like trading it like drugs or something or it just seemed it just seemed really like um expensive and everyone was kind of like showing theirs off as if it was like the best and they have (laughs) the better quality and I come to find out that it's um cordyceps and that cordyceps grows in the Tibetan plateaus and it's an herb um it's like a fungus I was gonna say isn't it like a mushroom yeah, it's kind of like a mushroom. It's a fungus that like takes over a living organism, like a moth or I'm not entirely Whoa. sure. And then it kind of just like kills that organism and then hardens and like becomes like the exoskeleton. Then from that grows a little like plant and um, highly like medicinal. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly synthetic now because mm. it's been like over harvested and when i was traveling through those areas like all the tibetan villages like every no one was in the villages they were all out in the hills because at the time it was super um the price for it was so high and everybody was making a lot of money on it um it's really changed since then that was like 2014 2013 2014 um but then i go to acupuncture school and i learn about cordyceps and i was like oh my god i was there i saw it like (laughs) (laughs) what an incredible experience and just like totally you know just kind of like a leaf in the wind and going wherever the universe is guiding you and how it all just has a full circle coming back where you're like oh amazing (laughs) now I understand the value and why everyone was so you know into finding and cleaning and I also can't imagine hitchhiking in a country that you don't even know the language and just like, all right, well, yeah, (laughs) it was pretty pretty safe. You know, I can say that a lot of Buddhist culture and Mm -hmm. um, I didn't ever feel, I didn't really feel ever like I was um, in danger. So that was also just very nice. (laughs) Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. 
did any of this like traveling change you spiritually or like open you up to new ideas or things that you've kind of adapted and taken on in your own spiritual life? Yeah. I mean, I think that's the traveling I did is everything. Um, the people I met just seeing so many different ways of living and perspectives and cultures and, um, all of the like hardships I had to endure while Mm -hmm. traveling too. Um, like definitely toughened me up mm-hmm. and I mean, it's everything. I just, I take all of that experience and then that's what I bring into my treatments. I think just the mm-hmm. ability to like connect, um, with people because it's a different person almost like every half an hour, right? I see two people an hour and some days I'm seeing up to 12 wow. or 13 people Damn. and each person is so different and, Um, there's a lot of psychology in that too, you know, Mm -hmm. each person is bringing like an entirely different story to you and it's not just like fix my shoulder. It's like, I have shoulder pain. I have trauma. I have whatever else is going on in their life. Um, and to just be able to like take that in and like empathize and kind of see where to go with a treatment in that moment. Um, I think that like my traveling has shaped me and allowed me to be able to do all of that. Just like get outside of myself. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love your story. (laughs) I just want to talk to you forever and ever. (laughs) If I'm up in Portland sometime, I hope we could just like hang out and grab a drink or something. I would love Um, that. Yeah, me too. Uh, you're just a badass. I remember there was one time I was in there and um, I don't remember what we were talking about. And you're like, oh, yeah, well, I was a gutter punk kid. And, like, <laughs> so, and I was like, I just looked at you and I said, of course you were. Like, <laughs> duh, that just makes so much sense to me. <laughs> and I think about that almost every time I think of you. I'm like, yeah, of course. <laughs> I do remember that, yep. Well, I'm glad you remembered me. I didn't know you see so many people a day, too. That's kind of crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, totally. You, I mean, there's also patience, you know. I get where I'm like, oh, my God, yes, I get to see this person. <laughs> and it just makes the I day go like, by a lot faster, and it's nice. <laughs> absolutely. I, like, stopped coming in. I think I was just so fed up with, like, I was seeing you once or twice a week. I was doing massage three times a week. I had chiropractor three times a week. And I was just like also depressed because it was COVID and I was in so much pain and I just couldn't get myself to go to any of my appointments anymore because it was every day before work and I was just like, I couldn't do it. And then I went back to look for you and I was like, oh, fuck, she's gone. (laughs) I was like, damn. And then... I don't know how I figured, I guess maybe I just kept Googling you and found out that you were in Portland because I thought maybe you went to a different place down here. And then I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. Glad I found you now. I don't know what the point of that. <laughs> Sharing your love for yeah. her. <laughs> um, so let's kind of jump into like what you do. If you're yeah, the basics for, for those who've never heard of acupuncture before. Yeah, what, what is, is it? it and why do, why would people want to go get acupuncture? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of people are 
hesitant. I mean, it's a hard sell to tell people yeah. like you put needles in their body and they get better. Um, <laughs> and I mean, some people they're like, that sounds really cool. I think a lot of people are hesitant and they're scared of it. The needles- I hate needles in <laughs> acupuncture is my favorite healing thing I've ever done. It is so life changing. And then, and they don't hurt, right? I mean, some of them, no, maybe like you know, not the most comfortable. Sometimes you but get not like pain. a weird little nerve, but then it's like then you just relax and take a really good nap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the needles are really tiny, and you know, depending on the style, it can be yeah. And usually, it's like the most relaxing experience, and you get to lay there for twenty thirty minutes on a like warm table and relax. Mm. Um, I personally, I, you know, there's, there's acupuncture, Chinese medicine, um, is meridian theory based. And so it's like a network of connections throughout your body, which explains like why you can put a needle in someone's ankle and treat their neck, um, mm-hmm. connected through these channels, um, and there's just a lot of theory to get into and with that. Um, but then there's also uh, what, you know, chiropractors and physical therapists and MDs are trying to co-opt and say they do, which is called dry needling. And some people are familiar with that term, some aren't. Um, it's essentially just also acupuncture, but they're trying to, like, market it as something different. And it's more mm. pain-based. It's more musculoskeletal. Um, going into like trigger points in the muscles and releasing muscles and getting them to jump and activating them and all these things, which is like highly effective for pain. But in Chinese medicine, there's a name for that. It's an osher point. And it's essentially where you're palpating and it hurts. You put a needle there. Um, You're moving energy. You're moving chi. It's stuck. And that's why there's pain. And so it's just getting it to move and creating more circulation and blood flow to that area and opening up that channel or that muscle or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's all acupuncture. It's all Chinese medicine. So I do both. Um, you know, I'll do like an intake with someone. They come in and it's all about finding like the root of why what's happening um, with their main complaint like the root of what they're coming in for. And then that can be as simple as like having a desk job and poor posture and Mm -hmm. tight muscles. So like getting those muscles to relax, working on posture and fixing it. And then, you know, kind of moving on. It can be as complicated as like an emotional root that goes very deep um, and stress and trauma and all these things. And um, you can alleviate stress and trauma with acupuncture um yeah there's a really great book the body keeps the score which talks about that book a lot about like trauma and the somatic how that affects the body like the somatic psychology of how it's all stored in our bodies in different ways and so um you know digestive problems and heart problems heart palpitations and um chronic neck issues and migraines and all these things can have that that origin of um, trauma and stress from a young age or a traumatic event or something that happened and then it manifests in the body and it comes out later Um, and acupuncture puts you in to this like parasympathetic state Mm 
so you're not in fight or flight anymore um which is like where a lot of us function from in this modern society right we're just always like stressed mm -hmm. we're like driving there's a lot of exposure to electricity and lights and media and it's a lot of sympathetic and then acupuncture has the ability to bring you down back into that safe place in your body and feel comfort there and go into rest and digest and move through a lot of those things that are stored. It also, I mean, the needles themselves will move the energy and move things um, and bring you back into balance. It's not about releasing anything um, or like releasing energy. It's harmonizing your body again. It's bringing things mm -hmm. back into harmony. Um, Love that. So. Do you have uh, like somebody that you've worked with where you've seen like what's your favorite uh, client uh, testimonial or something that you've, Ooh. that you've worked with where you're just like, they came in this way and over this time they completely changed. Mm. There's been quite a few. I have to think about that one for sure. Um, Cause I like, you can use acupuncture for literally anything in your body, in your energy. And I'm sure lots of people seek out acupuncture for various reasons. Like, how can you help someone with fertility or um, depression or, you know, like these kind of things that that aren't necessarily pain related, like a physical level? Because I feel like a lot of people may search out acupuncture for that. Like Taylor was saying, she came in, she had a car accident, but then she left with her eczema clearing, you know, this whole other thing that happened along the way. Like Anything that just kind of sticks out in your mind where you're like... That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I got to think about that one. I Skin stuff, I will say, is, is really interesting to me. And I'm not a specialist at all. I've always been fascinated um, by it. Um, I think, like, migraines are a big one. People that suffer mm -hmm. from chronic, chronic migraines that can be so debilitating and acupuncture is really effective for headaches and migraines. Um, I think for me, it's been because it's kind. It it usually responds. People respond well to treatment with with um, headaches and migraines. Definitely. That it's just always very satisfying to to alleviate that from someone's life. Not entirely. It's not like a you know. It's not a. It's not a silver bullet. It's not silver bullet medicine. There's yeah. a lot of factors. Like I'm just a facilitator. I'm just like someone someone sees maybe once a week. Um, and then they go out and they do all these other things in their life, right? So it's definitely like I'm, I'm part of the toolkit and it's mm -hmm. people just kind of being able to get a little bit of assistance and then also make the changes they need to make in their life to um, be healthier and be out of pain and all of those things. But I'd say that like uh, just helping people with their migraines, with their headaches has been huge because that one can respond really well and it can really give someone the quality of life back. Definitely. In, yeah. Like, a, migraines in a big way. Are so intense. <laughs> um, so Amber kind of asked like, what does a consultation in acupuncture or Chinese medicine look like? You last to look at my tongue. <laughs> I was <Yeah>. like, why? <laughs> so there's like pulse and tongue diagnosis are big. Um, 
someone will come in and we'll start talking and the intake form and my questions are pretty thorough. So I ask a lot about like, um, the whole, it's a whole review of, of systems. It's the ears, eyes, nose, throat, and then digestive system and endocrine system, menstrual cycles, um, all of those questions. Sometimes it's just like we get really detailed sometimes about poop. I want to know like, mm-hmm. is it sticky? Is it loose? Is it hard? And people mm-hmm. are like, why do you want to know so much about my shit? Um, <laughs> it's all <laughs> it's useful information. To- <laughs> it's very important. And then looking at the tongue um, for like the moisture of the tongue, whether it's dry or too wet, um, if there's like cracks throughout the tongue, uh, if it's like red, if it's pale, if it's dusky, which is like kind of a purplish hue, there's all dusty? these different things on the t- dusky. Dusk. Oh, it's like yeah. a little dusty tongue. <laughs> Ratchet. <laughs> how, how thick the coat is. Um, all of that's like really good information for what's happening inside of the body and like the internal process. So, um, which points to someone's pattern because it's all pattern based medicine and each person presents with a pattern whether or not um you know can have five people coming in for the same thing like the same complaint like a migraine and they're all presenting very differently based off of like what they're telling me with the review of systems and what their tongue looks like and then that leads me to the root of the migraine and how to treat it if that makes sense wild what does the pulse tell you? The pulse um, has, there's a bunch of different positions. Like I'm looking for depth, uh, whether it's on the surface, if it's strong, if it's deep and weak, um, whether it's fast or slow. And all of that kind of just plays into like all of the information I've already gathered through my intake and my questions, looking at the tongue and then feeling the pulse is just another part of the pattern. So someone comes in with, um, you know, a really like puffy, wet tongue. And there's a big, like a thick coat on the tongue, like a very thick white coat. And I feel their pulse and their pulse is kind of like what we call like soggy. Like it's like putting your fingers through like soggy cotton balls. And that's like a damp pattern. This person's presenting with a lot of dampness in their body. So you have to like clear the dampness and the phlegm out. And there's, you know, it's obstructing um, things to be able to work properly. I'm totally like touching my tongue with my tongue inside my mouth right now. <laughs> trying to feel like, is it Cody? Is it wet? And well, I've just I'm been sticking my tongue out of the camera for the last couple minutes. <laughs> you can like change your tongue pretty fast too. Like if you go and eat some fried chicken and have a bunch of beer, then you're going to get like a thick coat on your tongue. You know, it's, mm, yeah, it, it happens. Sense pretty fast too some of the stuff that's slower to happen is like cracks developing on the tongue um what is that certain mean? things like that Usually. that can like it's a body fluid deficiency or like a body fluid issue like maybe it's um blood what we call blood deficiency or like you're a little dried out right like you don't have mm-hmm. enough like moisture in your body and that can take time to develop those cracks like you're not going to develop cracks overnight but my mom's um, tongue is so cracked out. <laughs> she drinks <laughs> water. Yeah, it can also be uh, <laughs> genetic. 
There's like a couple. Mm. There's a couple tongues um, that are like fissured, like tongue. these deep, <laughs> deep cracks. Uh, <laughs> mm. What I got? Me. <laughs> <laughs> a famous um, one is uh, Miley Cyrus when she was like peak. Mm. Peak, uh, whatever that was she was doing. Like, she was, like, mm-hmm. sticking her head. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a lot yeah. of a yeah. tongue diagnosis going on when when that was happening. Like, I saw a lot of memes with her tongue circulating. <laughs> we were diagnosing I her. I love that. Hilarious. <laughs> what was the diagnosis? Uh, drugs. There was a lot of drugs going on. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. What else do I have written down? So, um, okay, so we've done the intake, and then we had our first session with you, and then, like, I come back in a week. What does that look like? Or over time, like, how does that change? Do you go back into more detail? Um, And is acupuncture, like, an always thing, or do you, like, come in for a little while, and then you're good, and then you don't have to come in again? It kind of depends. Um, I personally use acupuncture, you know, for myself, like once a month, kind of, it's like a tune up. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're an anxious person, you have a tendency towards anxiety and depression. I think it's honestly just a good thing to do because it helps manage those things. Um, and so coming in like once a month for kind of like maintenance care is always a good idea. For, you know, for pain, sometimes you can just knock something out like shoulder pain or um, neck pain and then people don't need to come back or maybe it starts to creep back in a few months later and they know where to go now. They come back in and they kind of take care of it. Um, There's more like long-term treatments like uh, rheumatoid arthritis is like an autoimmune disorder and it can be really painful. And so I've been seeing someone for like for a very long time off and on they just come in when they need to when things flare up and uh so it can be usually in the beginning with everyone um regardless i tell them about four or five visits at once a week to help get to a good place where we feel like things are calmed down and managed and then at that point i kind of make the decision okay this might be like a 10 treatment thing if they're willing to come in um, for, you know, a handful of other visits or um, maybe we've like gotten to a good place and they can start coming in every two or three weeks and then we start spacing it out. Um, But in the beginning, a treatment plan is essential. So it's really like Mm -hmm. the frequency that makes, uh, that makes it effective and allows things to sustain over time. Um, Mm -hmm. Coming in less frequently it's just not going to be as effective. So in the beginning, it's really important mm-hmm. to come in once a week. And in China, it's very frequent. You know, we just don't have the healthcare system. The yeah. like, people don't have the money here to be able to do that. But like, ideally, two or three times a week um, yeah. to take care of the issue. But you well, know, and that's the other thing I wanted to ask was like, how much on average do you think someone would expect to pay? for this kind of service and like health insurance. Yeah. Can insurance cover it? And are there options for people who maybe are on a lower income or have like big families, but really need this service? Are there options for them as well? Yeah. I mean, here in Portland, we have, um, 
working class acupuncture, which is pay whatever you want, pay what you can. And it's awesome. community based. So it's not a private room. Um, you're in a room with oh, I've heard of other people. It's community acupuncture. You're, there's chairs set up and you can just go in and you can relax. I, I really appreciate that model. Yeah. Um, I, I did that in Denver. One, I think there's one in Ashland as well. Oh, oh okay. Like Ashland. Ha- yeah. I think Ashland has that too. Um, I know in cool. Southern Oregon, JCC, Jackson Care Connect is, is Medicaid. And that plan was amazing. Like you, you got 10 visits of acupuncture a year, 10 visits of chiropractic. And I think massage was included in that too. So it was like it a is, really yeah. accessible um, healthcare for people that are on Medicaid. Um, in Portland, cause that's so specific to Southern Oregon and Portland. Like it's really hard to find practitioners that will take Medicaid here, like OHP, Oregon health plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just doesn't pay well at all. So it's really hard to find yeah. practitioners that will take that insurance. But there's a lot of different, cl- there's so many clinics in Portland. Um, and some are like higher end and cost more. And then there's, um, you know, you can find treatments for $50, $60, which is still pricey. It's still hard. Yeah. Um, and there's also I, like some sliding scale clinics and things like that. Um, but I think for people that really have a hard time financially, I think maybe like community acupuncture and working class acupuncture and things like that are the best option. Awesome. Yeah, that's that was my experience with acupuncture when I lived in Denver. I went to a community acupuncture spot there and I was really impressed actually with how wonderful it was and even through like through COVID going there, um, you know, they when I first started it was before COVID and there were lots of different tables and I didn't ever feel like exposed which was nice. Like I was able to still have my own healing experience, even though there was someone like two tables down from me having their own two, um, totally comfortable passing out, waking up snoring. (laughs) 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 Um, but it, it helped me so much. Like my, my personal experience and why I started going, I have lower back issues. Um, and I had thrown my back out the worst that I've ever thrown it out it was not healing. It was like a month and a half had gone by and I was still in so much pain. And then a friend had told me like, you really should go try acupuncture. And I was shying away because I was seeing like $120 for a thing. I was like, I don't think I can afford that for the help that I'm going to need. And someone had recommended the community acupuncture spot. I think at the time it was like 30 bucks a visit. I think they did end up raising the prices. So maybe like 45 now, but still way more manageable. And I had gone in and my first visit, like I couldn't even lift my legs into my car and I'd have to sit there for almost five minutes to like allow my body to soften so that I could drive at the time too. I drove a stick shift. So it's like (laughs) a lot of movement just to get to an appointment. And I went in and she, you know, did all the work on me and I walked out and right away from that visit, I was able to lift my legs into my car. Like I was still in so much pain and I wasn't 100%, but the fact that I saw that huge of a difference in one session immediately, I was like, okay, I'm totally sold. This is, this is my go-to thing now. I want to do it for everything. And within, I think I did two weeks, three times a week. Um, at first I was 100% 
back to my normal self after that. And it was phenomenal. I was like, I love this place. I want everyone to go get acupuncture. It is so, so healing. Um, And she also did like uh, herbs and stuff there too, which I really loved as well. I did. So my husband, I've tried to get him to go because he has a lot of pain issues and I made him go one time and he just like can't stay still. Uh, he can't like get to the relaxation point. And, you know, if you're laying there and you, depending on where the needle is after a little bit, if you're moving, it may hit like a nerve and then you feel the jolt through your whole body. Like, what would you recommend for people who just like can't get comfortable with the needles in their body? <laughs> yeah, I, um, I like to check in with people and see how long they really want to be on the table. There is kind mm. of a like classical time like in the classical text, uh, like the chi circulates in your body 28 minutes and 32 seconds. I don't know. It's like very specific, but um, like a whole chi cycle. Uh, you know, I, but it can still be really effective with shorter treatments. So if somebody's super antsy, they really can't relax. Well, f- first of all, I'll try to just throw in every single relaxation point that I can mm. and and try to knock them out and get, get them Heck yeah. down. <laughs> um, little sedation <laughs> with the needles. Yeah. yeah but, um, but some people are, are more antsy and it can be hard. Um, try to do a little bit shorter of a treatment if they feel like it's not therapeutic anymore. Like they're laying there and they're really uncomfortable and they can't stand it. Like, I just don't see how that's therapeutic. So yeah, trying absolutely. to work with someone. Um, and some people want really long treatments. They want to be on the table for a super long time. A lot of the time I find that moms want that. They want oh, yeah. to be left <laughs> on the table for like 30, 40 minutes in darkness and mm-hmm. not be bothered. So everyone's a little different. Yeah. I'm all for it. At the community spot I went to, it was an hour that you lay there. Wow. You specified otherwise. So I always got a really good nap. I fell asleep every single time and felt the most rested I've ever felt in my whole life. Wow. That's amazing. Um, I don't even think I could last an hour personally. Like, <laughs> no, I loved it. <laughs> I'd like go into another dimension. It was always this incredibly spiritual experience for me. <laughs> mm. Um, is there somebody here that you recommend? Yeah. I know this has got me all <laughs> jazzed up. Uh, Kristen is the other acupuncturist at Southern Oregon chiropractic. She's on, she's in Medford. Um, Royal Ave. Royal Ave, yep. Kristen Piacitelli. I go there. And then does she do herbs also, do you know? Not as much. I know okay. she does a little bit, but not as much. That would be something I'd really love to have someone telling me what to do. <laughs> There's, um, yeah, I, that, that's right. I could just do online with you. An online consult, like yeah. There's also <laughs> Simon, um, Simon Sharkey. And he's in Ashland, I think. He's, I think he has a clinic, or he works at a clinic in Ashland and works part-time at a clinic in Medford. And I graduated with him. He's a lovely human being. I really, really appreciate Wonderful. him. And I would suggest him, too. Cool. Thank yeah. you. Um, is there anything else you think people need to know about acupuncture? I feel like a or lot herbs. of people that listen to yeah. this um, have never had it done before yeah i think a big thing about the chinese herbs 
is that it's again, it's pattern based. So, um, you know, five people can come in with migraines, but they all have different patterns. And so it's not like Western herbal medicine, um, or, you know, pharmaceuticals in that this one thing, um, helps migraines. This one pill, this one herb is good for migraines. Um, I don't know a ton about Western herbal medicine, so I can't speak to that specifically, but Chinese herbal medicine is just very, very different in that it's pattern based and the, the same complaint can get, you know, an entirely different formula for each person. And so the herbs are formulaic. Um, they're usually, it can be anywhere from like, you know, sometimes very rarely it's a single herb, but a lot of the times it's multiple herbs working in conjunction, like synergistically together that makes it, um, work. So like in Chinese herbal medicine, you have this theory of the, um, like the main herb that then they're directional. Um, there's like a thermal nature to, to each herb. So some herbs are cooling, some herbs are warming. Um, they're directional. They can move up into the upper parts of the body. Some herbs drain downwards and like the lower parts, parts of the body. So if you're like working with headaches or you're working with a sore throat or you're working with something that's like a lung or heart issue, then you're going to prescribe herbs that go to those areas of the body. Um, if you're working with gynecological issues, um, anything reproductive, you're going to work with herbs that go to the lower portions of the body. And um, if someone has a sore throat or I don't know, maybe that's not a good example. Someone has like digestive issues that are based on a cold pattern. Like they have a lot of cold in the body, cold and dampness. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to use herbs that warm and uh, disperse what we call like disperse dampness and drain dampness out of the body. And then sometimes people have issues that are a heat related pattern, like sweating a lot at night and they're always really hot and their tongue is red. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to use cooling herbs to cool them down and, and get rid of some of that heat, that excess heat in the body. Um, so Chinese herbal medicine is like really complicated. It's a bunch of different herbs working together. You have to know the single herbs and what they do and all of their natures. And then you also have to know the entire formula and all the different herbs in it and how they play together and how they work together. Yeah, it sounds beautiful and complicated and lovely. I know for so fascinating. Um, Curtis, you helped... I don't, I don't know if you say cure, but like he had chronic... Um, shit like heartburn what's it called in your oh yeah the acid reflux acid reflux he had like chronic acid reflux and he just still that was like almost two years ago he still doesn't have it anymore wow Amazing. yeah <laughs> so little testimonial there for you. <laughs> that's really awesome um, here i saw on your instagram that you were like reading tea leaves what is that for people that don't know what that is I was kind of reading tea leaves every now and then. I, I was just kind of like doing that for myself, but I have read some tea yeah, leaves. Yeah, what does past. it mean though? Oh, um, tea leaf reading's like an old, an old witchy thing from, I mean, I'm sure my, my knowledge of it only 
is so far as like, it's a Victorian era thing where, um, people would get around and they'd drink tea. And then at the very bottom of your cup, uh, with the leaves, the leaves would settle and you'd read them as like, you know, uh, like tarot or something like that. Such a cool form of divination. <laughs> I'm so fascinated in it and would love to learn. But it seems very like an intuition-based form of divination, would you say? Yeah. I There was a cute book that I got from, I think it was like from the 1900s, about all, what, all the different shapes the leaves can make and oh. how to read them and stuff like that. Um, so fun. So I think it's, yeah. <laughs> I love to look that up. <laughs> do you have any other uh, witchy practices or spiritual practices that you do for yourself or for others? I'd say the biggest thing, I mean, I just try to stay um, mostly with like a meditation practice, which isn't that great off and on. I have phases of that um, yeah. through my Chinese medicine program. Qigong was a big was a requirement and so I did like three years of qigong and that that? um qigong's a like energy it's kind of like tai chi tai chi and qigong um it's a lineage-based movement breath work energy practice um so there's a lot of different forms and the teacher that I learned from in school um there's a lot of like really specific forms you move through and just uh, manipulating energy, like learning how to like tap into your energy, feel energy. We did a lot of like, um, like energy balls and like warming our bodies with breath work. And, um, you know, it was, it was really powerful for me to have to have to do that for like three years. Like you go in, you're a bit haggard from studying and school and you're just tired and you don't want to sit there and do all this energy work. But it was so huge in developing like my energy practice as a acupuncturist. Um, So I do have a little bit of a Qigong practice these days that I try to keep up with. Um, Mostly it's just like breath work and things like that. The biggest thing for me is um, one of the biggest things moving back to Portland after moving from Medford. And I was just like sad and trying to figure out what I wanted to do and who I was after like a six year relationship and all these things Mm -hmm. um, was to like get in touch with my creativity and my creative side again and play music again because I had not for a couple years. I had just like kind of stopped playing guitar and singing. Um, Oh. And that's been huge since moving back here. And I think that that's my spirituality right now is the creative community. And I've made a lot of, um, I've put a lot of intention in in this year and getting back to like a creative community of musicians and whatever, you know, performers um, and nurturing that. And that's like, it's been coming together and it's been really easy actually and it's felt really good. It's felt like it's definitely what I needed to do. Oh, I love that. Oh, I'm yeah, so wow. happy for you that you reconnected <laughs> with that. Yeah, me too. That's it's very really important good. for you. Yeah. So um, for that's kind of one of our questions that we ask every guest is like, what's your 
self-care, what's um, something you do for yourself. And then we always ask um, if you could tell your younger self one thing now, what do you think that would be? (laughs) Oh my goodness, my younger self. That's so, like, it's cute because I I grabbed my, like, journal from elementary school off the shelf and just, like, had it next to me for this because I was kind of just, I (laughs) thought it was really adorable. And I, love I started reading it and it cracked me up like right before I got on here with you guys. I was like, this is so funny. Each entry is like, hey, journal, how you doing today? Oh, <laughs> so cute. I'm like tearing up. I love that. <laughs> just, and so it's like, I had a good day today. I hope you're having a good day, too. I totally talked oh, to my journal like it was this entity. So um. And then it just keeps going as I get older. I think I maybe stopped writing in in like eighth grade. Um, mm-hmm. And it just gets a little bit more hormonal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> angsty. Uh, and angsty. And yeah, just I think thinking about that little kid and, um, you know, who I was while I was traveling, there's just so much anxiety, um, just like believing in myself more, um, that I could take up space, uh, that I like what I said was valid and had meaning and Mm -hmm. that I didn't need to worry so much about like making myself small and trying to people please Um, as M like, I, I I don't know. I am an empath. I just, sometimes that word gets overused. So I like, definitely don't want to say it too much, but you know, as an empath, as a feeler, somebody feels things really strongly. There's a lot of like trying to make things feel good all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and so just less of that and just more authenticity, being more authentic and trusting and like believing in myself and not trying to like gloss over things and just make it good for the sake of things maybe needing to feel good in that way superficially I guess um wow so relatable so (laughs) I think everybody needs to remember that and be told that even if it's to your past self from like yesterday right yeah (laughs) I feel like in 10 years from now you're gonna be saying that even more to today I know today you it's (laughs) always yeah yeah I just there's so much um like anxiety and uh yeah also the biggest thing is maybe like men aren't that great like you don't have to put so much (laughs) emphasis on them all the time like you don't not that big a deal (laughs) oh I totally relate (laughs) word (laughs) um where can people find you Holly if they want to connect with you if they wanted to do a consult with you um and what are yeah where can they find you um, probably Instagram. Like I don't have a dedicated Chinese medicine website or social media. They just DM you anything like that. But, um, people can DM me on Instagram at hobolo. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. At the end of each recording, we do a card poll for the collective. Would you like to join us on this card poll? I'd love that. 
We picked the goddess guidance deck, which I was going to virtue. Yeah, I was going to say, and then she said it anyway. So I feel like (laughs) love when we're in sync and connected. All right, so I'm just going to shuffle these really quick. Well, and that I think that card wants to be the card. Um, and I'll let you read it. This is beautiful card. This is Malwu. She represents Mother Earth. And her message says, you are called upon to help with environmentalism. So I'm just going to go to her little page in the book. Mawu is how you pronounce it. Okay. About Mawu, she's a West African moon goddess who's believed to have created all life with her husband, the sun god, Liza. Mawu helps those who call upon her to learn how to live in harmony with nature and to respect its resources. She ensures that our needs are abundantly supplied without causing harm to the planet. Thanks, Mawu. Mm. Her message is, There's no greater cause today than giving back to your mother and rekindling a friendship with the soil, air, and water. The earth is the life force for material life, and there's no sense in continuing a downward spiral of dirtying the planet with further pollution. Your contribution is necessary no matter how small. You make a huge difference in this planet's welfare through small and simple changes in how you can operate. It's worth it, believe me, and I will help you accomplish this goal in all ways. Beautiful. Various meanings of this card. Your life's purpose involves environmentalism. Use earth-friendly products. Recycle. Get involved with an environmental group. Teach others about environmentalism. Beautiful. That's a great reminder for all of us. And especially Mm -hmm. like talking about herbs and just kind of creating harmony in your life and uh, finding the balance and connecting with the earth. Like there's so much medicine in the earth for us and we need to give back because we take so much, all of us, everybody. Yeah. And, you know, acupuncture is a very sustainable medicine, environmentally friendly Mm -hmm. medicine. Yes. So perfect. Thanks, Mawu. And thank you, Holly, so much. Yes, thank you. So incredible. We're so grateful to connect with you and share this time. And yeah, thank you so, so much for taking some time out of your day to spend with us. Yeah, of course. This was super cute and sweet and like really appreciative. It's been, it's been fun. It's been really fun. Thank you. Yay. (laughs) All right, Holly. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Thank you, witches, for listening. Don't forget to give us a follow on all the social media platforms at Waking Up the Witch. Email us everything, all of it, at wakingupthewitch at gmail.com. And don't forget to do something nice for yourself. Take your dog on a walk. Drink some water. Call your mom. (laughs) Brush your teeth. (laughs)